Welcome to Romance Your Tribe Radio with me, Janet Beckers, where every episode focuses on simple action steps you can do this week to grow your business online and bring joy to the work you do. Hello and welcome everybody, Janet Beckers here and I'm really excited to welcome you, uh, to introduce you to my wonderful friend um, and guest here, Emma Franklin-Bell. Hi Emma. Hi Janet, so great to be here, really looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, me too, me too. We've got some really fantastic, really practical steps for you to take today, everybody that's listening. So, and we're going to be sort of breaking this into two parts. One, which is going to be our get out your pens and start writing. We're going to be talking about content, creating content and getting it out there to represent your brand and a really unique way that Emma has developed to help you to be able to really consistently get your authentic voice through whatever medium you're using. So I'm really excited to spend some time diving into these different connection styles. Um, so we're going to spend some time doing that. But we're also going to dive into the mindset of what it takes to be the person that really stands out and builds a business and because Emma has some wonderful characteristics that I would love you to be able to do I just want to bottle it up and we can have essence of Emma that we that you know that I could give to you so that you can really model these characteristics so without being able to bottle up Emma we're going to dive into those unique things that you can be modeling yourself so we're going to split it into two um, what does it take to do it? And then how do you get your, your message out there? So sounds good. Very exciting. Very exciting. So yes. Emma, to yes. start with, um, tell us who, who is it that you help and how do you do that? I help women who um, are generally in the businesses that help transform lives and change lives. So that's coaches, healers, therapists, practitioners, service-based uh, women and I, I help them to unlock their um, their signature ideas and then amplify that so and using you know mediums that are online that we know about like video and audio and interviews and written word and book writing so anything that is going to yes take the take the magic out and then amplify it uh, out to those people who need it. That's what's most important, not, not to everybody, but to the people that need to have those messages land for them. So, um, so that's the work that I do with women, and it's incredibly fulfilling work. Yeah, and I love how you just said, take that message out, message the magic out, and yeah. amplify it. That is such a beautiful way of putting that and I love how you're really specialized in, in in getting the message you know the way that people communicate that content of getting it out there um, because that's the thing is there's so many people you know we work with very very similar people and there are so many people who are absolutely brilliant at what they do really really good but they can't communicate it properly so nobody gets yes. Yeah, that's right. And so what I've found is that, um, yeah, the, the magic and the message is, is one thing, but then you can have people who've already discovered that, they know what they want to say, 
And it's the, the process of how, how can I say it? How can I communicate that? And, I mean, it was Seth Godin who a few years ago coined the term the connection economy. Right. And he talked about, yeah, and he talked about certain things, you know, all sorts of things to do with that. But he talked about how, you know, that media is now optional. You know, people can choose what they're going to look at. Is it video? Is it podcasts? They've got the, it's not just the old days where everybody had the TV and you were kind of locked into whatever channel. Yeah, right. So it's incredibly optional. It's curated. Um, And also the fact in terms of connection, like I said, about appealing to the people who need your work now, it is about the fact that the mass market, he also said the mass market is no longer important. You know, what is important is, as he said, getting to the edges, you know, getting to the edges of what's important. And then he also said that it's, it's work that matters. So it needs to be you know, not content for content's sake, but it needs Absolutely. to be what what matters. Yes. And, um, you know, that needs to be obviously what matters to you, but also what so that it's so that it's powerful and it pulls you forward on purpose, but also that it matters to the people that you're that you're working with to, yeah. to help and transform them. Mm. Oh, I love it. That was so beautifully said. I mean just Seth's work, um, you know, I, I'm I've incorporated quite a bit of his work too because he's done a lot of work on tribes. I love yes. um, the way that he can sort of, you know, really create that language around it as well, which is brilliant. So mm. Um, mm. I, that's really, really good points that, you know, you, you're not just being limited to the one medium now. So it's around that connection to the right people. So perfect. Yes. So before we dive into how people can connect, and how can they be doing it authentically? I want to just dive in a little bit into what, well, why are you doing what you're doing now? Like what is, what's your backstory that means that you can say with total confidence, you know what, I can help you do this and I can help you get results. So just mm. give us a little bit of a background on you in business and how, why you're actually doing this and why you're doing it now. Sure. Well, I mean, I've, um, I suppose I've been connecting with audiences since I was seven and since I first decided that performance-based stuff and performing arts was what I wanted to do. Um, and then after I did my training, which we might touch on, I then opened studios so in, in performing arts, in ballet. So the, the, the whole area of being able to connect with um, connect with the students, connect with the teachers, connect with the parents, connect with, um, you know, new potential. You've got, when you're managing a, a studio, and this can go for any studio because I've worked with, you know, martial arts studios and yoga studios, different right. studio types, um, you, especially with uh, children's-based studios, you're, you're talking to two target markets, of course, you know, mm. uh, minors, and you're also talking to their parents, so, and then you're managing the expectations of them and the teachers. So the whole area of um, communication, and then that was what I did my degree in, because I think communication has always been this fascinating piece to me. It's, it's, the, it's the glue. It really sits um, at the core of everything, because if you can connect and communicate to any of your publics and you can then 
share whatever it is you're doing, whether you're doing the ballet classes or whether you're, um, you know, talking about the latest research in some medical thing. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the communication that you need to be, that you need to be uh, utilising. Mm. And so how you're doing that, how you're connecting with people, you know, how you're illustrating it. Um, and so, yeah, whether it was, you know, in a practical terms, connecting uh, with an audience and having that in intensity of holding an audience in that way or, um, or running studios and connecting with people day to day on practical levels, you know, hundreds of people coming through a studio every week that you're dealing with. Um, yeah, this, this whole piece. And also when you're running studios like that um, where it can be quite intense, you, um, you know, and people have their have their they're very emotional in in children's based work yeah um, so you are managing a lot of emotions um and and you have to be very nuanced and very um you know careful with how you and sensitive to people so um yeah so it's just always been a fascinating art to me this communication yeah. connection piece yeah i love it and mm. it's that's actually been one of the lovely things that i've enjoyed in the last few months because um emma and i've been you know emma's been working with me in the accelerator program to go you know what i'm ready to level it up to the next i'm ready to take it to the next level so mm. let's let's really work on what those core things are that's that is so unique to your story that other people don't have. And, that was, and it's been lovely really seeing you own that, you know what, I totally, this connection, this communication, I have been doing it all my life. Mm -hmm. And it's been really lovely to see you, you know, you've always done it, but to totally own it as, you know what, this is mine, and then create your own language, your own systems, everything very, very quickly mm. um, around that. Not because you are, you know, you're, you're a walking, you know, and a real example of that, you know, of walking and talking the connection in everything that you're doing in your life. Mm -hmm. So um, now one of the things that I really wanted to be able to bottle up <laughs> to be able to, you know, this is the essence of Emma that I want people to be able to see is one of the things that I've really come to notice after having worked now personally with hundreds of people in a close environment and thousands mentoring and coaching people in bigger programs is there's certain characteristics to the people who have the grit to keep on going, to just, um, you know, keep on turning up, keep on working towards it, that get that success. And you, Emma, have, I've recognised this in you right from the beginning of, you know, just getting on, just doing the work, not knocking back. And one of those things I've really noticed is if you've got some kind of discipline that you have had to master in your personal life whether it is as we were talking earlier whether it might be around learning a musical instrument but aiming for mm. expertise mm. or very often i'm seeing it is in people who have done some kind of sport where whether they've they're even if they're not competing professionally they are approaching it with the discipline of somebody who wants to get really really good at what they're doing and I'm really, so I love it when I talk to somebody and they'll show me that they've got a background to do with 
some kind of sport and some kind of expertise in that because I know that they are going to have certain mental characteristics that make you unstoppable in business. So I'd like to just dive into those a little bit before we dive into the content of around connections because I think this is going to be one of those things that means that the people who, when they are going out and connecting, that they can really keep that presence up, that they can continue to communicate as well. So yes. the one of those, we were talking about this just before we, um, before we hit record. Mm. And so I thought it would be really interesting if we just talk about your background as a performer and the discipline that you had to learn. Let's have a look at, first of all, what is it that you learnt from those, that time in your life? The things that you learnt that you can see now that you implement in your day-to-day -day business. Mm. Yeah, well, thanks, thanks for that, Janet, and thanks for also um, reminding me that I, uh, you know, um, came up with the, the distilled concept, uh, you know, about this connection stuff while working with you. And that's, you know, absolutely um, true. I think sometimes when you work with mentors, they're able to um, pull out sort of treasures mm. uh, from you that you that you didn't quite see. So I was doing the stuff, but then this, you've helped me draw, draw it out and be more um, distinctive with it. So that's really good. Um, but when we, yeah, so, so to the mindsets, I think what was really interesting for me was that, yeah, at seven, um, which was quite late actually when it comes to, to dance, um, I was, you know, dancing around the lounge room and then mum was over me kicking things. So <laughs> she, um, she took me to, to lessons and, um, you know, very, very quickly I excelled and it was that, you know, you needed to be doing exams and a Steadfords and training 25 hours a week and having private lessons in the morning before school at 6.30am. And I think as a youngster, um, I just sort of, I went with it. I, I loved the dance and I loved the progress and I loved what I was doing and um, teachers were in the 90s quite strict and, um, right. you know, yeah, and, you know, things have changed a bit in the industry now, but, um, yeah, you know, the, the old days, <laughs> um, you know, they were quite, quite strict, you know. So, so I think it was also uh, whenever you had a coach too, you, you, the coaching kind of mentality was that you wanted to um, not disappoint your coach and right. um, yeah and so there was and especially as a young person you know seven nine ten twelve thirteen etc you um you are really really locked into the connection that you have with that coach and and they develop you and the bond is very strong so um so you'll always remember these these key figures that sort of peppered through your career and um and so those foundations were sort of the mindset foundations were laid down without me really choosing to do that. Um, and, I, and you would see many kids as you get older who, who would drop out for other reasons, for certain reasons. But um, I think, yes, if, if it appealed to you, the, these mindsets of delayed gratification, um, teamwork, discipline, um, your only as good as your last performance, the personal best over um, competing really with others, 
the others sort of um, raise the raise the bar, so you so you will always be seeing what peers are able to achieve. Um, but then it always comes back to the focus of well, you know, um, you know, can I perfect that turn more? Can I perfect that? Mm. arabesque more or, or whatever um and so and then because i was a um a steadford um student i was therefore performing you know every every few weeks all around new south wales and, and um i think that was i mean that was really really good to get over things like stage fright it was kind of exposure right. therapy you know so if you had any of those things you you were just kind of you just did it you just moved through and and um and, and you just did it and I mean I I enjoyed it if I, if I didn't enjoy it and and love it then mum would have said do you want to do this anymore because she was not a stage mum she didn't even know right. a barn or anything she wasn't yeah. like that at all um and so it was always driven by me it was always driven by me on oh, you know and I want to do it so so I think yeah I think those disciplines were those core sort of old school uh, sort of, you know, strong, strident, bold sort of um, disciplines that were just that were expected in your mindset. And then I think you then carried those out and I taught for five years. So then I carried those into my students. Um, and then I carried them into business and I still continue with those today. And I think... Mm -hmm. And again, it's like a manifesto. You don't really realise you're doing it. But yes, other people who I've met who have done sport or dance to the same level, they have similar mindsets. Um, and I think that the, um, the, the, yes, the resilience, the long game thinking, um, the personal best idea, mm -hmm. um, realising sort of the holistic stuff, that the hurdles. Someone said to me once that, you know, a... a um, you know, a step back or a setback is like you do two step forward and one step back. Yeah. And, and she said, you know, I just see that as a cha-cha. And I thought, oh. Oh, that's... I love it. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind yeah. of, um, you know, because it's almost like, you know, you, you, you will have those hurdles, you know, you, you will have um, like things that you experiment with all the time mm. um, that won't, that won't work. And then, Yes, somehow it's the resilience of the mindset that um, that pulls you forward, which must mean that there's an overriding passion, or as people call it, purpose or why um, that that maybe is stronger. Because what's funny is you don't think about giving up. Um, you yeah. might evolve, but you don't. It must be like if you have a really great strong marriage that you've been in for forty years. The, the fight that you have doesn't mean that you leave the marriage. There's something yeah. stronger that, that leads people forward. So I think it's similar. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, I think, um, and I've actually got some tips for people who they're thinking about how do I actually do that if I haven't had yeah. that background because yes. um, one thing that I, that I, as an example, so people can see what does it look like in action. Mm. I know when we were... Um, you know, for the last few months, because Emma's just been, you know, imp you know, this is the next, this is the task to do, mm. implements it, and then this is the result that I got. Now, I, one of those was, okay, well, I think I may, you know, 
this may be my focus. You know, I may, so doing it, you did a, a survey that was mm. in a particular niche. Yes. And, you know, and so you did it beautifully. You know, you did exactly, you know, the survey perfectly. You followed up with a training webinar to really see how it went. Mm. After all of that work mm. and, and the investment of time and money, at the end of it, you went, you know what? I actually don't think this is going to work. They're not really invested enough. Yes. You know, this is yes. always going to be a little bit hard. Now, I know just from experience of working with so many people that for a lot of people, that would have gutted their confidence a lot. Mm. And it would have been very difficult. For, they would have had to really draw on a lot of resources, mm. internal resources, to be had the confidence in themselves again to go out and start again. Whereas you just sort of took a blow, went, oh, I am so disappointed about that. Mm, and mm. then, but you know, and went, okay, but that's all right. I've learned from that. This is the next step. Like that dust, you know, it doesn't mean that you don't go, oh. Oh, yeah, and totally frustrating and you have a crap day and you might say, oh, you know, I'm not, I can't be bothered today with any of it. I'm just going to go um, to the beach or something. Yeah. Um, I think you have to, uh, I mean, I'm very about the self-care and I talk to my clients about all the self-care stuff. Because I think you do have to acknowledge, you know, you do have to acknowledge um, that it's not all sunshine and roses. Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of the jack-in-the-box thing, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's, it's the jack-in-the-box that next, the next day um, you just go through your paces again. <laughs> Absolutely. You just get up and do it. And yes. so for people who are thinking, well, that's great. Emma's, Emma's had that you know, from quite young. And I, have, and I have been noticing with quite a few of my clients, the ones that, you know, every client has the potential to really create what they're going to do. Just some people can do it fast and other people will take longer. And it's, and it's very often it's that, that grit, that ability to take the knock and get back up with confidence and keep the momentum going is the big difference. And so a few years ago, I can remember, Tiff, if you're listening to this, hello, Tiff. Tiff was one of my clients a few years ago who was an athlete and I was saying to her, Tiff, I just want to bottle up this grit, you know, this resilience that you've got. Um, and, and I know that it comes from you having been an athlete for so many years. And so we used to joke when I would say to her, oh, I'm an athlete too, and I wasn't, you know. But I thought, you know what, so for people who are thinking, can you do this? I decided after with Tiff, and so Tiff, if you, I, I'll have to let Tiff know that I've mentioned her a few times. Tiffany Micah, awesome woman, um, mm. is I thought, you know what? I'm going to see if I can start to, even though I've got a lot of that already, mm. I'm going to see if I can actually make this a default by channeling what I'm recognising in other people who have been brought up in that way. And so the challenge to you is to choose one thing, whether it's going to be, Walking, running, swimming, whatever it is. It could be an instrument. It could be art. It could be a particular hobby. It doesn't matter. What's important is it's something that you want to get good at. And then choose to just start off small. But it's the discipline of going, for example, I decided I was going to get good at swimming. Mm. So found a group of friends. They get up at 5 a.m. like to meet. So, you know, that was the big thing. So, can I do that once a week? Can I do it twice a week? Just starting those little tiny things and every time you do it, you just recognise what you are doing and tell yourself, you know what, 
I'm resilient. I have got the discipline. And every single time you're doing that, starting off that small, and then when you do have the times when you don't get up, recognize that, you know what, I didn't demonstrate that um, particular discipline. Or, or doing what I said I'm going to do. Yes, and incremental growth. I think what's really interesting there that you mention is is the incremental growth. Absolutely. You don't go from nothing to, okay, I'm going to do five days a week at 5 a.m. Yeah. Uh, in, in my view, you could do it, but I, I think that it's hard to sustain it. You know, you might be able to do that for a month, yeah. but it's the, the sustaining uh, long term. So I always talk about, you know, with, with clients, especially if they're, wanting to write a book or something and they're not going to do a, a sort of a hothoused way of doing it. They want to just do it over the next six months or something. Mm. It's, it's the incremental growth. So if you sit down Absolutely. and say, oh, okay, you've got to write 5,000 words, it won't work. But you can do, you know, 100 words and then 200 and 300 um, and, it, and it builds up. So I think, yeah, with any disciplinary practice that you're going to take mm. on and make sure you enjoy it, make sure it's something that's um, fun for yeah. you. Um, but then do, just do it once a week and then maybe do it twice a week. And Absolutely. Just, yep. Yeah. And so like, like now it's every single day. It's either swimming or running or gym or training for something else and or art and art, yes. the whole lot. It does, it's incremental. It becomes normal. Now, the reason I want to mention this, and we'll move over to the next topic now to segue, <laughs> is the reason I want to mention this is Emma's specialty is helping you to get your message out there by connecting through content, through communication, that takes a level of discipline because mm. you want to have consistency. You want to be not just, hey, here I am, and then they go, where did she go? Like there was somebody who I really connected with six months ago, but I haven't seen anything since. There, you're going to have to have that discipline to be able to implement and to be able to approach it in a way of, can I be a better connector? Can I communicate better? So that's why I wanted to take that time talking about this. Plus also, it's just so wonderful for you to get an exact, you know, just for you to be able to see those little nuances in a mindset that can really make the difference for you to be able to create success in your business. So now mm. I'll move over. Now, first of all, let's just get clear on the different connection mediums. So what are the ways that people can connect when we're talking about people who are in a business where they help create transformation for people? So yes. what, sort of medium, what sort of medium do you help people with and what are the ones that people can be using? So the mediums that you'll probably um, see everywhere um, are, the, are the channels that you would have heard of, you know. So when it comes to audio, you know, it's podcasting, it's MP3s, it's anything to do with audio. Uh, when it's video, it can be live, it can be webinar, it can be pre-recorded, mm. anything like that. Um, and then you've got um, a written word like um, you've got blogging, you've got guest articles. If you want to go further than that, you've got books. You've then got, you know, all the stuff to do with social media. So all your, all your sort of daily work, your daily posts and those sorts of things all to do with social. So you've got these different mediums. But what intimidates people quite a bit is, you know, um, A, do I need to be doing all of it? And B, um, I don't really feel natural. I don't really feel like me. I don't really feel mm -hmm. um, confident to just rock up there 
and um, be doing what they've told me to do, you know. You've just got to get on a Facebook Live or you've got to um, start a podcast or you've got to write, you know, um, a top 10 tips blog or something. So I think in the, in the past, you know, this broad speaking stuff, broad brushed stuff about just, oh, it doesn't matter, you know, just get out there, just do, do, do the stuff. Um, can now be approached in a much more um, sophisticated way, yeah. which is um, where I'm saying that you're aware of all the channels and all the mediums and then your approach and how you're going to do the communication is actually about the connection style that is the most in sync with your, um, your personality and your whole uh, all characteristics of you. Mm, mm. That's fantastic. And I love that you've covered that there are so many different mediums. And when we've, when, when you mentioned at the beginning, when you were talking about what Seth Godin's work about mm. economy is, it's not that everybody is just tied into watching the television now. All of these different mediums are available. So you, the first thing you said was people saying, do I need to do all of them? What's your thoughts on that? My thoughts are that, you want to do the ones that feel the most natural to you because otherwise you'll fall off the bandwagon. Yes. So if you fancy having your own podcast um, and you give it a go and you learn the ropes and you, and you do it and it feels really good and really solid and really like what you need to be doing, you will keep on doing it. You'll evolve and morph, but you'll keep on doing it. Yeah. But if you've heard that it's the latest marketing thing and there's half a million, there's 500,000 or something on the iTunes apps and you need to be getting on there and doing it um, and it's kind of an external thing, and you start it and you do it and you actually don't like interviewing. You don't like the whole techie setup of you've got to have the mic or something um, and, you do, and you do a few and you're great and you do about a dozen and then you start to drop off and start to drop off. Then you get annoyed and you get resentful and you think, well, why am I doing this? And some of it will be those foundational mindsets of just get on the bandwagon and do it. <laughs> but, but other pieces of the puzzle can be, I think, that it's not intrinsic really to you. And so you might love podcasts, but you actually need to be a guest on them. So you might like voicing. Yeah, but you might need to be um, either getting someone or yourself or an assistant to be going through all those half a million and finding the ones that are your people and, and your, your, that would be great for you and lining up an interview a week, you know, um, on podcasts. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, what's, what's the approach? Same with video. Um, yes, it's great to be doing all the video and everyone talks about live and everything else. But if you're holding yourself back and you're, you're not moving forward because whenever it comes to live, you just can't do it, mm. then doing recorded, pre-recorded videos and maybe batching those as a way of doing video is going to be better. And then with time, you might think, yeah, I'm really in my groove with this now. I've been doing that for a year. I think I could really get into live. I feel comfortable. Yeah. You know, or, or it could even be, you know, if you're um, more of, say, an advocate type uh, connector style, that you actually want to be on video, but you want to be interviewing. Just so there's a little bit of um, space between the intensity of just you on video. Excellent. In many Excellent. ways. Mm. Yeah. I love that distinction. So it's not a matter of, there may be a matter of, well, you know what, there's some medium, I'm just not even going to go there yet, yeah. 
Um, but there's also within each medium, you can work with what your particular strengths are. So you, and, and this is where I also see that a lot of people will go wrong where they'll go, well, all right, so I know if I'm, for example, you know, going to be doing video, that I must be doing sales videos, live videos, a video podcast. I've got to, I've got to be doing the formula. Mm. Whereas, as we'll talk about in a minute, once you're super clear on what's unique about you and your natural way of doing things, mm. you can own your particular way of doing it. So you're working within what works, but you're creating your own formula. And that's where you get to be in your zone of genius and it becomes very, very easy. Uh, yes. Yeah, you know, because uh, like, for example, I use video all the time. I could have chosen to make this podcast only audio. Now on iTunes, it is audio, mm. um, but we have it on, on everywhere else. It's on video. And the reason I've chosen to do that when most people don't is I love seeing the person's face because I work very well off people's cues, off their body language, and can then perhaps pick up things that I can be asking that I may not have picked up if it was just through audio. And so that's because that's something I, I do easily. So yes, use yes. that medium in that particular way. When I tried just doing it audio, I felt like that there was just something missing. Um, mm. Whereas other people, that could be a distraction. So yes, yeah. And, and I think also too, that especially if you're starting out, you know, trying to do all the stuff all at once mm. is just too overwhelming. I think, oh, absolutely. You know, you want to own it, you want to feel good, and then you can, you can branch out. And it's the same, you know, people will sort of talk about, you know, blogging and, and that sort of stuff. And should I blog and writing the pain or whatever? Some people say this. And then um, they write these beautiful posts in their social media so they don't even realize that they're sort of doing a lot in the written word um, because they've sort of programmed themselves to think oh well, that's got to be about articles and blogs and then they do these fantastic um, you know maybe a couple of hundred words under a social post yeah so that's probably feeling more connected so is there a way of you know if you do um, one of those every couple of days, you might find that they all have a similar theme if you're, you know, talking about the same message, that you can, you know, collect those posts um, over a week and you might find you've got 600 words and then you can edit it and you, you can say, you know, my musings from the week or my tips from, from, um, from the week, you know, and you don't even, I mean, it's a, a lot of great written content that, that just needs to be tightened up a little bit um, on people's social posts. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, and that's, and in terms of people for action taking here, we've already given you a few things that you can be doing now. You know, mm -hmm. Emma's just given already some great ideas, and that, that's a lovely one for people who may be saying, you know, putting words out there on social media because for them it's, I'm just talking to friends. Yes. Um, it doesn't, yeah. they're, they're finding it easier to do it is can you repurpose that? And I love that idea of musings. For the week. Musings, yes. No, and often, uh, yeah. Newsletter. That's um, right. And you see, I think people often as well, when they're, when they're socially interacting with their social media and they do a post and then they're sort of doing a musing or something, you know, they're often relaxed. You know, you're often on the couch or you're, or you're um, you know, at the cafe or something. Mm. So you are feeling more connected and you are feeling sort of in the zone. Whereas I think sometimes 
people, environment has a lot to do with it. And so if they open the laptop and open a blank page, blog, you know, and it feels all very worky, they're like, oh, what, what am I going to say? Yeah. So it's all about changing all that up, you know, and I think moving forward, um, this, is, this is how we can see that we can be, um, um, you know, extracting, pulling out content in, in all different ways. And giving yourself permission to do it yeah. in your way. So mm -hmm. now let's just go over into the last part that we'll be doing today, which mm -hmm. is looking at how do you know, how do you find your unique connection style? And I, this is what I've just absolutely loved watching Emma create because once you sort of like totally owned, you know what, I am really good at connection and helping mm -hmm. other people with connection, you then very quickly were able to put a great framework together to really help people because it's, it was all there. Um, and so I just, you know, I love what you've done. I've gone through it myself and gone, yes, you're spot on. Mm -hmm. like you're reading my mind. So that's what I know everybody here is going to listen. So first of all, where can people go so they can do this, this quiz that you've created? to be able to identify their own unique um, connection style and the training that goes with it. The training's really good. The videos that you've got to really help you understand it are perfect. So where will people go? And then we're going to do a bit of an intro on that. Yeah, so you can um, jump over to emmafranklinbell.com slash quiz. <laughs> so that's simple, just my name slash quiz. And, um, yeah, the connection styles... I, um, I kind of meditated on all of this because over the years doing one-to-one -one work with people, um, you know, on their books, on their content, uh, on their businesses, I could see that with the rise of needing to be getting out there more and amplifying ourselves more, I was seeing things that hold people back. And then I was also seeing that people seem to have different approaches. They had different um, sort of their own way and they would lean into certain styles more. Mm -hmm. And so I am, um, so, so rather than this, again, broadly speaking, do video, do audio, but instead thinking about, okay, well, if I really own my style. So, so I worked out that there are five styles and I've come up with these. Yep. Um, and that is trusted advisor, storyteller, provocateur, advocate, and inspirer. So, I mean, they're, they're fairly um, sort of descriptive in their titles yeah. of, what, of what they are. But, um, yeah, in, in essence, I could see that, you know, and you'll start to see it even with people that you say follow or um, read authors' books and then you see them online. You'll see that people, um, I mean, they can have, we all have all of them in us and you'll lean into certain things when you need it when you need to so if you're talking about data you might lean more into the trusted advisor role but in essence you have a primary and um that primary style is what you feel most comfortable in excellent yes yeah, yeah. so you don't feel held back you don't feel um you know like trying to be someone that you're really not you know so there's all these mm. all that sort of stuff and obviously trusted advisor is someone um who 
feels very comfortable uh, in research, in data, in case studies, uh, and obviously, you know, doing, doing PowerPoints or reading things from books or being interviewed by people on information, um, you know, often academics and people like this, that trusted advisor is really strong and they feel really comfortable in that. Storyteller, obviously, um, people who draw on their own stories, uh, client stories, case studies, even things like legends, myths, fables to illustrate right. points. Yeah, brilliant. So, yeah, so if you were talking about a mindset piece or you were talking, uh, helping a client through something, you might refer to, um, you know, to some, you know, tortoise and the hare, you know, some little fable that we're all privy to know knowing about and and um, the little lessons in that oh and I love it when people can communicate that way like I yeah. I really am drawn to the storyteller type mm. um, when I did your quiz I did not come out as the storyteller um, and I don't think it's something that I naturally do myself but when I am exposed to somebody who is a storyteller Yes. I'm just mesmerized. Like I just mm. I follow them. I love them. So yes. if they're telling their story. So that's a great one, the storyteller. Yeah, and we, we all love stories because, you know, um, you know, our structure and our narrative hero's journey and that. So we, we storytelling is one thing that we need to be drawing in. You and what's interesting is you can um, you can get confident by also drawing from the other styles. So sometimes I'll talk to clients who say are uh, doing work as, um, you know, meditation teachers or something and they want to go into corporate and they will say um, in a corporate setting, you know, I need to be sort of sounding even, you know, even though I am, I need to be sounding more credible i need to be sounding more like what they understand yeah so that's where you can turn to the trusted advisor kind of style and that's where you can draw on and say okay i'm an inspirer but i actually need to draw on some of those attributes so i'm going to look at the benefits of meditation i'm going to look at some of these research studies and so i can right. so i can be talking to people um, who i want to be talking to and I can give them some of the messaging that they will appreciate and want. So, you That's know. Excellent. Yeah. And so you, yeah. you, can, you can draw on them. Provocateur, obviously, you know, people who are, uh, you know, bold and into progress. You know, you'll see this with movements, people who sort of, um, you know, they're not, they're, they're just going to call BS on things. They're, they're straight to the point. And yeah. that is one where people can feel like um, they can feel held back should I be saying this? This is really me. Mm. Uh, that's about unleashing, you know, and becoming more confident in yeah. standing the ground. Owning that kind of rebel sort of. Owning it. Owning yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, advocate, which, which is me, is the, um, the person who um, shines the spotlight on others. That's why I love doing uh, podcast interviews. That's why I love working with clients and drawing their, them out. So for me, it's always, you know, drawing out things lifting things up, finding the truth, you know, um, all of that stuff. The inspirer is, you know, um, charismatic and they, they lift our energy. They drive us forward with their, um, you know, joy and presence of, of the you can do it. You know, it's, it's possible for you. You can do it. 
So, um, yeah, so all of them, and that's why if you were going to do a presentation um, and it was a, some sort of audience that, you know, after dinner or something and they wanted to be lifted up, you would say, yeah, I think I need to draw on that inspirer. You know, I'm going to read a bit about yeah. that and I'm going to um, take my trusted advisor that I'm also going to inject some of the inspirer qualities. So, yeah, um, yeah so there's a five. Out, it was probably like I'm sure if you had a percentage it would probably be like a nine out of ten she's hits those inspire ones because they just the when the quiz that you went through and I do find with mine even though I definitely draw on um, you know the advocate is a yes. is a huge one because I love other people's stories um, yes. but that whole thing of I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe, yes. you know, and I know you can do this. I'm, I'm here for you, baby. I'm going to stick with you until you can do it. Cause I know you can. Mm. That's the inspirer that comes out. So yes, that's, yeah, that was, it was, yeah. it was, it was, and it was actually quite affirming to do your quiz and to see the way that you describe it because it allows you to go. Well, you know, that's, there is still, um, there's 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 a bit there's meat behind the you know the the in this inspiration story there is still oh yeah probably still valid it doesn't because sometimes there as the person who is the inspirer sometimes you can think you know sure i've motivated you but i'm really clever too <laughs> yes yes and that's right and that's why in the um when you go through and do the quiz which is quick it's only six questions and you and you go through um it'd be great over time to actually develop it and make you know make it more meaty and longer yeah um that'd be really interesting but yeah so it's so it's a quick it's a quick quiz and and then i do talk about um a bit later on um about visibility blocks and so there are things that can come up against these these quiz styles it's not like oh great i'm the inspirer that's what i do and i go out and i'm all into it and you can do it and everything and i feel great you will come up against the blocks mm. that are associated with with that uh connector style and it's probably yeah. things that you've noticed uh throughout your whole life like yeah like as you're saying you know will people think there's enough substance behind behind my my joyful um way of operating um you yeah. know and so and so yes you're able to then break down those blocks by um by drawing on on elements that that prove that you know that's not yeah <laughs> yeah and i love yeah. it so i really do highly recommend everybody goes and does the quiz it's quite quick but incredibly insightful and the, and you know as emma's talked about not only does she talk about what your strengths are she then talks about your visibility blocks specific mm -hmm. to what your connection style is really really useful very very clever so if you go to emmafranklinbell.com forward slash quiz you'll be able to do that now yeah. if you're listening to this on the audio or on itunes first of all you've got to come over to the page to see this beautiful radiant smile <laughs> <laughs> and also we will have some show notes there for you and um and i'll have the links there so that you can go and do the quiz and one of the things that we're trialing at the moment with our podcasting is instead of writing a long article i'm actually putting a worksheet for you to go out so yeah so we'll be putting out a worksheet not on the quiz of course because everybody mm. can get that from there but i'm going to be we'll be putting that there that's going to be um guiding you through a couple of things and i think one of the things that we'll probably do is 
how you can get that that mindset that's going to allow you to be visible some some tasks that you can be doing to help you prep to get that mindset to be able to get visible so that when you know what your connection type is mm. that you're going to be able to go out there with confidence and yes. totally nail it baby because i know you can do it <laughs> yes sounds great sounds really really good yeah. so we'll have all of that there for you so we've covered a lot of topics today um mm. but they it's just such a great opportunity. This is why I love doing the podcast because if we just wanted to say to you, okay, here are the different mediums that you could be using and here are connection types. Sure, that would be something that we could just do in a simple article. But to have somebody where we can dive in and see what makes Emma tick and what is it that you can take away that you can start modeling and implementing in your own approach to business that's going to make it so much easier for you to get results, that is priceless. So I'm really grateful that you took the time to be able to break down how you've been able to take what you did from the discipline that you had to do to be, um, you know, a fantastic performer at a high level mm what that mindset is and how that then applies to what you're doing in business. I'm really, I'm really grateful that we did that because then it makes those, the rest of the things that we did so much more powerful for people to be able to go and implement. So yes. thank you so much, Emma and everybody that's listening here. Um, let's now think about what's one thing that people can do this week that's going to help them to start implement. Of course, we've got to go and do the quiz. Um, but what else? Is there something that you can think that people can be doing this week that's going to help them to start getting more visible? Yes. Well, I think, um, and uh, thank, thanks for um, that wrap-up there, Janet. And also, I think it's a great point about when you say you can dive into these things um, in, in a more thorough way on the podcast. And that's what I would also say to people. The, the beauty of audio and video, once you get into your style and you move through any blocks and you, and you realise this is what I want to do, I want to amplify my message, especially for women who are in those industries that transform lives, often your work is not a soundbite. Often it needs dialogue. Yeah. So that's why using audio and video as a medium and backing that argument up with, you know, your, your written work. Um, and, of course, if you're an advocate like me, you probably want to write a lot of books. Um, but, but having the dialogue is um, really what helps you get your ideas landing and understood in people's hearts and minds in a much uh, easier way because they're hearing that, that dialogue. So um, in terms of a practical one, well, yes, you, you, you um, do the quiz and then you, you might be quite enlightened. Oh, you know, this is, this is the style that I am. And then think about um, brainstorm the different practical ways that you think um, that connector style would 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 approach um, being online and being more visible, um, and it could also mean off offline presentations or talks at a networking yeah. group as well. So mainly talking about online, but there's also offline areas as well. So you know, if you if you are the inspirer, you know, what could you be? Um, what could you be doing and how could you be communicating it this week in a practical way? You know, so, so, um, so whatever your work is, could you be angling those posts this week in a more uplifted, inspired, 
inspirational way as well as whatever you talk about, but, but in, a, in a slightly more, in a voice that is more inspirational because that'll probably be feeling more in sync with you. Yeah. Or if you... Yeah, or if you're thinking um, that that you want to do a pre-recorded video, um, you know, don't get stiff and think about what you should be doing. But you know, if you if you're the provocateur, you know, maybe put on some music that gets you in the zone of how you really feel. And then um, when you when you do the pre-recorded video, just have that energy coming through a bit more. You know, don't go sublime to ridiculous, but just have yeah. that energy sort of behind what you're doing um, more and you'll just start leaning into it more and more and more and more. Mm, that's brilliant tips, brilliant tips. And uh, one last thing I do want to leave people with is when you do go over um, and do the quiz from Emma, keep your eye open because um, at the time of recording, um, Emma has a new book that will be coming out very, very soon um, about, um, what's the title? It's write your first nonfiction book, making it really clear. Yeah. <laughs> so it's about writing your first book that's nonfiction coming out in August. Um, and it's a book written um, off, the, off the back of all the work and material that I've done in groups and one-to-one -one with people who are writing their first nonfiction book. That's so it's great. It's practical. It's got exercises and it takes you right through all the things you need to know um, to get your first book written. Yeah, that is wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time today, Emma. And thank you everybody that's here. As always, the best thing that um, you can do is to give us some feedback. So go to Emma, um, you know, stalk her on, on um, social media. When you've done the quiz, just drop her an email and tell her you know, just one thing that you have taken away today and an action step that you are doing. I would love to hear from you as well. So either drop me an email, leave a message, um, you, know, um, you know, on social media, come and, talk, come and talk to me there. Tell me what was it that, you know, something that you've taken action on because honestly, that is the biggest thank you um, that we can get in return for, for, the, the, for putting, you know, taking the time to be able to share these stories with you is just knowing that it's helped you to do some action is priceless. So would love to hear from you. And if you are listening on iTunes, I would really appreciate if you would share that um, as one of the, as a comment or a review, an honest thing like what have you taken away? That would really help other people to be able to discover people like Emma as well. Okay, thank you so much everybody for taking the time to be here and thank you so much Emma. It's just been um, really inspiring. <laughs> Thanks Janet. It was, it was wonderful, really wonderful. Thank you. Okay, bye. It's Janet here. Thanks for joining me on Romance Your Tribe Radio. Hey, you heard our voices today, but do you want to see what we really look like? You can see the video version of this episode over at romanceyourtribe.com and grab the show notes while you're there. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate if you show the love and leave an honest review on iTunes or your favorite podcast directory. I'll see you on the next episode.